atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for November the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. A couple of quick teeny stories from yesterday's show. We'll be peppering them throughout the broadcast today because I don't have time to do a recap. I've got too much to cover. But a couple of quick headlines. Chick-fil-A food truck triggers Oregon students sparks walkout they literally rioted because a uh, chick-fil-a truck was there i guess chick-fil-a is too pro-life and closed on sundays and too christians for these students but nevertheless i find that interesting to say the least franklin graham asks for prayers for president trump pray for our nation pray for our leaders says franklin graham couldn't agree with with that more if I wanted to. I mean, I agree we ought to pray for our leaders, whether you agree with them or don't agree with them on different topics. We ought to pray for them and hope they can obey the supreme law of the land. I guess a fighter, a fire lieutenant, I should say, he dies selflessly, selflessly, let me say it right, saving two firefighters from a burning home. He took his job very seriously. He performed admirably, and he never wavered. His dedication was unwavering, they say. What an example to follow, that's for sure. We also talked about a Bible in cop's pocket. Saves his life after he got shot in the chest. I'm talking a holy Bible, man. That Bible had bullet holes in it. But the guy lives. Thank the heavens for that piece of good news. (laughs) We also talked about a Florida county declaring itself a Second Amendment sanctuary. Sends a message to what can best be described as the uh, authoritarian control freaks. So, you know, the Second Amendment front and center there. Poor Tulsi Gabbard's in the news. She gets lawyers involved. She accuses Hillary of defamation and demands a retraction. Well, I pray for Tulsi Gabbard in this case, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence that anybody can beat Hillary. That criminal can run around and do whatever she wants to. Bernie Sanders, believe it or not, says Alexandria Cortez will play a key role in his White House if he gets elected. Well, the good news is Sanders won't get elected and Ocasio-Cortez won't play a role in the White House. But nevertheless, interesting. I don't know if I dare say bedfellows there. Anyway, <laughs> very strange indeed. NASA unveils its first electric airplane. They call it a work in progress, according to Reuters. NASA doing airplanes? I thought those guys were trying to go to Mars. Nevertheless, interesting stuff from NASA. Uh, We also talked about a club for growth unveils second round of, quote, anti-impeachment ads in Democrat swing districts. So I don't know if you're for impeachment or against. I know that I want the truth to come out. The truth will set you free. But I don't have a whole lot of confidence the truth will come out in these politically driven theater TV operations. NBC News. John Bolton thinks Donald Trump's 
business interests make him buck foreign policy establishment. I don't know if that's true or if Donald just wants to obey the Constitution. But there you have it. Brown University students, they're activists, and they're saying get rid of all prisons. Yeah, Brown University student activists are saying get rid of all prisons. Are you forgetting rid of all prisons, folks? I personally am one that is not. Uh, I get that there's too many people in prison, and I get we need prison reform, and I get we need there's no liberty when there's innocent prison. I get all that. But when you start to say no prisons, uh, folks, there are violent criminals that do belong in prison. There are deranged people who will murder, rape, plunder, pillage, steal. Uh, some of these people that are violent need to be in prison. Um, and when you hear about the Clinton body count, you know, there needs to be some serious look into that and some prosecution. I believe in due process even for Hillary Clinton. But, man, that could be a violent question going on there, by the way. By the way, poor uh, Kentucky Governor Matt Bevin had to concede. He lost the race to the former Attorney General Democrat down there. So that's a sad tale to tell. But inside Trump's White House, author Doug Weed claims that the, you know, media talking about the estrangement between Donald Trump and Melania, he says it's absolutely false. Doug Weed is writing a book. It'll be out on November 26th, just in time for you to take it to your Thanksgiving dinner and start all kinds of brawls. I don't think you should do that. I'm just teasing. Uh, Doug Weed, quote, inside Trump's White House, the real story of his presidency. Book available on November 26th. I was just joking. Do not take it to your family's house and start a brawl for Thanksgiving. Don't do that. If you want to read it, though, very interesting, different narrative than we hear from the mainstream press. Somebody actually defending the president for a change. All right, enough of some of those stories in the news. Uh, let's go straight to our phone lines. Uh, we've got our buddy Alan Phillips, well-known vaccine educator and presenter on the line. And Alan Phillips is reporting live. He did so, um, what, on Thursday. And today as well, it's been uh, uh, an incredible event all uh, week long. The Vaccine Injury Epidemic Conference going on in Washington, D.C. this weekend. Welcome, Alan. Pleasure to be uh, here with you, Sam, as always. I tell you, that those first 10 minutes were, was one of the most informative block of 10 minutes I think I've experienced in a while. You packed a, a lot of great information in there. Well, and that's why we do the recaps of our shows, because sometimes the two-hour-long form, sometimes people don't have time for everything, so we've got show notes with the headlines, but a little bit of summary is helpful uh, as well. And, I, you know, uh, we're just saying we bring to you the news that we believe is important, not only from a constitutional point of view, but from an American point of view, from a moral point of view, uh, we don't pick sides. We don't play games. Hey, whoever's a criminal needs to go to prison. I don't care which aisle side they come from. Whoever's uh, justified with due process should be released. There's no liberty with innocence in prison. And you know what? We just don't play favorites. We just call it as we see it, and we do our very best to apply the supreme law of the land and moral godly principles to the mix, and we just let it uh, Hey, we, uh, I don't know if we call it the no-spin zone, but we call it the constitutional zone because that's our guy, <laughs> uh, the God family country zone. Uh, anyway, what's going on in D.C. and how is – I know you guys watched the movie, um, and then what happened? Yeah, and, and, and uh, just a real brief recap of the movie for folks who were uh, listening a couple days ago. Um, the new uh, Vaxxed 2 movie is now out, and they document some of the – tragedy uh, of vaccines, I guess, in just the simplest of terms. People, real people telling real stories 
that is suppressed, as you know, in, in the mainstream media to protect the pharmaceutical industry and profits. And this concept, this kind of broader idea that anybody would actually hide uh, disability and death in order to sustain or maximize their profits is is an idea that for, for many people just makes absolutely no sense. Nobody would really do that. And the best I can say in response to that is, well, you wouldn't do it and I wouldn't do it, but they would and they are doing it. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can look at the information directly yourself. And here are people telling the most heart-wrenching and heartbreaking stories that need desperately to be heard. We, as a society, larger society, need to wake up and face this reality. And whether you agree with the stories or not, they're heartbreaking. Some people may just choose to disagree, but the... uh the injury compensation fund that has spent billions of dollars bears testimony to their cases. It does, but you need to also pair that up with a Department of Health and Human Services report, Federal Department of Health and Human Services, because there's a lot of state departments of the same name. Federal agency has a report claiming that less than 1% of vaccine adverse events ever get reported. And, And pair with that, the fact that the 1986 uh, National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act requires anyone administering a vaccine to report certain medical conditions that show up after the administration of a vaccine, independent of whether they think the vaccine caused it. And if over 99% of it isn't being reported, that means that the entire pediatric medical population and some other parts of the medical community are in violation of federal law. There just happens not to be any penalty for violating that law. So they do so under the pressure of the pharmaceutical industry, and there, there's no consequence. It's it's a toothless law, I guess, in that respect. But this movie had a really positive spin, Sam, and I tell you, um, there are about 130 attorneys in the country who do vaccine injury cases. I never did that work, although I have a working knowledge of this, of that program and the system, the basics, and understanding about how it works. But I was, as you know, for um, a number of years, but over 16 years, um, and, and with, with great focus in the last six or seven years of that, the only attorney in the entire country whose practice was focused solely on vaccine exemptions and waivers and legislative activism, dealing with the right to make a choice, an informed choice, to refuse immunizations even when they're mandated in the most situations where they are mandated, there was and, and remain, although we are losing those rights, uh, ways for people to, to say no. But the positive spin on the, um, on the movie, Sam, which I thought was just wonderful, not only are they saying, look, here are lots of vaccinated people who are permanently disabled, severely disabled, Adults in diapers. I mean, just really, some of it is just so, again, just so heart-wrenching. And many people have died uh, in vaccine reactions as well. But then they interviewed lots of people who, uh, families that don't vaccinate, and it turns out that the unvaccinated kids are much healthier than even the quote-unquote normal vaccinated kids, the ones who don't have these severe vaccine reactions, uh, compared unvaccinated. Hang on, folks. Alan Phillips live from the Vaccine Injury Conference in D.C. on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. Alan Phillips with us live for the injury vaccine conference, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're talking about the Vax movie, the second version's out. And less than, what, 1% of vaccine injuries are reported, but they've spent billions of dollars when it goes wrong. So this idea that they're safe and effective has been, the narrative has been blown up. The problem is they're peddling the movie as propaganda and hearsay and opinion. Uh, but uh, anybody who watches it realizes uh, differently. Alan. Yes, and therein lies a, a, a layer, a more fundamental layer of the problem that there is in place a control system that does, for example, control the narrative. We can speak the truth, but they are in a position, first of all, to keep it out of the mainstream media altogether, and second of all, to marginalize it, um, make up lies about it, but because they control the media, they can put it out there in a way that large numbers of people will see it and hear it and accept the lie. And, of course, what this is all about is exposing a massive lie in the pharmaceutical industry about vaccines. And the I, this, again, goes to people's um, the psychological factors, Sam. People have difficulty, uh, understandably, grasping the concept that somebody – in a position of, uh, you know, being a pharmaceutical executive, that they could, um, somebody in that position would actually lie for profit or would make a decision knowing it's going to hurt people and so forth. And we just have to get over that. Psychopaths um, are sometimes very intelligent and successful people in the public or private sectors, move up the ranks, appoint others like themselves, they just get too narrowly focused in on profit at all costs and other agendas, as you and I have talked about in the past. 
and um, everything is fair game as long as they can get away with it. And when you have a system of power in place where everybody protects everybody, then it's really difficult to assault. And we just heard a real quick example there on the break. DefendThePatriot.com. When somebody speaks out with the truth, they get squashed because that power system has the power to do that. So, you know, we've got to start coming up with strategies to take down the power system because arguing truth, uh, you get marginalized or squashed or even worse, thrown in jail. And um, as, as we've talked about, that happened with me for going uh, public with uh, documents proving government corruption here in North Carolina. So it's um, it's a difficult uh, situation to, to deal with. Um, I know we're running close on time here. I'll, I'll mention real quickly, Sam, uh, there was an event Thursday on the Washington Mall outdoors. And they just had a series of incredible speakers. And I'll tell you, Sam, I've been to lots of conferences and lots of um, rallies and events and things. And you'll have a good speaker here or there. Uh, There's never bad speakers, but some are just more dynamic than others or what have you. The very first speaker got up and I said, well, nobody's going to be able to follow that. And the second speaker got up and I said, wow, well, nobody's going to be able to follow that one. And the third one got up and this just went on speaker after speaker. They had a series of just powerhouse speakers that were all just fabulous talking about the problems with the vaccine, um, vaccine policy and law, talking about the science, talking about the rights, talking about this epidemic. And the epidemic is absolutely an appropriate word of vaccine injury that is just so much more pronounced throughout our society than we know because it is kept uh, out of the media, out of the mainstream media anyway. And so it just gets really hard for people to wrap their mind around what's going on unless they proactively go and look for themselves. And that's what people need to do in today's world. You know, Sam, you talk about due process. Everyone should be considered innocent until proven guilty. But on a practical level, given the, the level of corruption in today's world at all different levels of industry and government, and there are good people everywhere, too, absolutely. But there's so much corruption mixed in with all of that. And, you know, on a practical level, we I think we're reaching the point where you have to assume people are corrupt until they prove themselves otherwise, because, because otherwise you're susceptible to being um, taken uh, by that corruption. And that's what we have today as a society where a lot of people are just unaware uh, of some really big lies. What do you think the repercussions of a conference like this uh, are going to be? Do you think we're going to be able to get the word out and tell our side of the story in any way? On a concept level, Sam, we keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. There's more awareness today on the vaccine issue than ever before. And the pharmaceutical agenda is uh, ironically or confusing, you know, to put these two things together. But the, the pharmaceutical agenda is rolling forward faster than ever, despite the awareness. So we need to be asking, and this is true of other major deceptions of our day. So we need to look at all the things we've been doing and ask ourselves, first of all, acknowledge that it isn't working. The vaccine profits keep going up. Vaccines administered keeps going up. Vaccine uh, adverse event reports and injury compensation program payouts. These, these numbers are all rising. They are shutting us down. 
they are well into the process of closing down the conversation altogether. We've already been shut out of uh, social media, the vaccine Books and videos have been taken off of Amazon, for example. Nobody is able to get their message out uh, except in through limited channels. And Sam, the final shutdown piece is when they criminalize speaking out against vaccines. And they'll do that under a justification that we're putting everyone at risk, a risk to public health. And when they do that, Sam, it's game over. So what we have to do, of course, is expose the lie, but it's not going to happen by everybody uh, screaming the science and the truth like we've been doing for 150 years and in a very concerted way in recent decades. Um, But the agenda keeps rolling forward faster. So what we have been doing isn't working, and we need to ask why. And in simple concept terms, the why is because all of the systems we have available to us medical publishing, the legislative process, the courts, the media, so forth. All of that is controlled by a corrupt power system that operates outside of political and legal boundaries. If they can't get what they want legally, they do it illegally and they get away with it. If we behave in a way that they deem to pose a threat to their agenda, they squash us. Individuals are literally killed or their careers destroyed. Um, Small groups of people can be marginalized or uh, discredited because they control um, the authorities, the quote-unquote authorities, and they they have the the power systems and power to do that. We can't take them on head-on because they have all the money and power behind them, um, regardless of the fact that you know, they will operate outside of the law at times. They, they own the law. They own the science. They own the truth, so to speak. So I'm not saying throw your hands up. It's a, it's a lost cause. You know, go live out the rest of your life as best you can until they vaccinate all of us. What I'm saying is, um, and I'm not saying stop doing the things that we're already doing. I'm saying until we disarm that control system, it's not likely that the other things we do are going to are going to work um, because we've been doing them for decades or longer and they haven't worked. In fact, things have gotten worse while we've been doing that. And I say that the reason is because they control the systems we operate in. We have to expose the control system. Um, their Achilles heel, Sam, is that they have to be in the dark to operate. Everything has to look okay on the surface. And that's why I'm convinced that what we do in the media is so important. I think if enough Americans got the truth, I think they would desire to stand up more. The problem is I think most people feel isolated and don't realize there's a big group willing to work on these things. And there's got to be a mechanism for people to get the truth. It's hard for people to really stand up when they don't know the truth or when they don't have the evidence or information they need. It is ultimately, of course, a science question. How do you manage infectious disease? But that's step two. What you're talking about is the cleanup crew. The scientists and the lawyers, that's cleanup. There's a preliminary step that has to happen that isn't about the science or the truth or the rights or the law or the morality and ethics and all of that, because we've been arguing that stuff for decades, and we're losing worse while we're doing that. In other words, it doesn't work. It's not because it isn't right. I'm just being practical. It hasn't worked. And you know what they say, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And 
Um, uh, I will stop short of calling us all insane, but you get my point, I hope. And so the, the thing is, we have to bust open this control system. We have to disarm it, dismantle it, neutralize it, whatever you want to call it. But the target has to be the control system first, because if we don't clear a space where the truth can be heard, it doesn't matter. The truth is irrelevant in, in practical terms. So we have to clear the space first, and that means putting a spotlight on the corruption, because that's their message. All right, we, and we, we got a quick hard break. Do you have a couple of minutes to finish up, or do you got to fly? Uh, we do that with millions of people coming together. i got to run, Sam. i got to catch a plane. Godspeed. Thanks, sir. All right, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Phillips, Vaccine Information Conference. We'll talk about it a little more in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Wendy King. Former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Marie Ivanovich says she was shocked when she was mentioned by President Trump in his July phone call with Ukraine's president. President Trump said that I was bad news to another world leader. Uh, and that I would be going through some things. She described a smear campaign against her by President Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and others, including the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., before her firing. As she was testifying, the president tweeted everywhere Yovanovitch served had turned bad. I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think the effect is to be intimidating. The president says he was just speaking his mind. I want freedom of speech. That's a political process. On Wall Street on Friday, the Dow was up 223 points, the S&P 500 up 24, and the Nasdaq up 62. This is USA Radio News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. Eight 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Roger Stone was found guilty of witness tampering and lying to Congress about his pursuit of Russian-hacked emails damaging to Hillary Clinton's 2016 election bid. Stone was convicted of all seven counts in a federal indictment that accused him of lying to Congress, tampering with a witness, and obstructing the House investigation into whether the Trump campaign coordinated with Russia to tip the 2016 election. A federal appeals court ruled the Trump administration unlawfully excluded millions of tons of some of the most dangerous materials in public use from a safety review. A three-judge panel of the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency must consider dangers posted by asbestos, lead, and other toxins regardless of whether they're still being manufactured. The safety review was mandated by Congress and is the first step toward enacting potential new regulations 
regulations to protect the public. You're listening to USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, so Alan Phillips reporting live on Thursday and today a little bit from the vaccine injury epidemic. They call it VIE, Vaccine Injury Epidemic Conference. It was in Washington, D.C. this weekend. How much did your mainstream press tell you about that conference, huh? Well, the movie Vaxxed 2 was shown. Incredible reality checks from individuals who uh, have experienced vaccines gone wrong, if you will. Uh, And the most important part to focus on is, and Alan highlighted it, you know, only 1% of vaccine injuries are even reported. Uh, And they've spent billions of dollars in the Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund since the 80s in Congress. They passed a law and they've spent billions of dollars. And so when they tell you vaccines are safe and effective, they're lying to you. I'm not here to be against vaccines 100%. I'm here to give you the reality check on vaccinations to let you know the risk and reward so you can do your own analysis and make up your own mind. My problem with this discussion is, one, the taxpayers paying the bill when vaccines go wrong. I got a problem with that. Most people don't even know that's happening. Second problem I have is when they're not honest and transparent about the information that they're sharing. Okay, they're not honest and open about the fact that there's vaccine injury compensation fund for when vaccines go wrong. And they're not willing to tell you the the story about how vaccines are made. A lot of times vaccines are made through aborted fetus tissue. That's right. Uh, Aborted fetus tissue is in uh, many of the vaccinations. And so on uh, pro-life grounds, many people have a problem with it. Well, they're not even disclosing what's in these vaccines. A lot of times there's toxic metal. There's formaldehyde, there's uh, aluminum, there's all kinds of things that clearly are not good for your body. Well, if that wasn't bad enough, the dishonesty and the lack of transparency on these issues, um, it gets worse because what they're trying to do is legislatively, by law, force us all to take the jab. And that's really where I draw the line. If my right of conscience and my right to my own body uh, is not front and center, I don't know what it is. Now, when it comes to murdering babies, they want to run around and tell you that women have rights to their body and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Women have a right to their body to murder their baby because it's their body and their right. And who are you to, who, how dare you? Who are you to even consider suggesting that women don't have a pro-choice right? You pro-life haters of women. Okay. But then that's where the disconnect happens. That's where the double standard reality check comes into place, right? Why can a woman murder a baby because it's her body? But a man or a woman cannot say, you know what? I don't really want to take this vaccine. I don't believe it's in my best interest. I don't believe it's good for my body. I don't want to take it. Well, then they don't come back and say, well, it's your body, stupid. Right? So this uh, issue about the vaccine injury epidemic conference in Washington, D.C., and the mainstream press isn't telling you about it, this highlights the issue. These people are trying to stand up at the National Vaccine, um, NVIC, National Vaccine uh, Information Center, and other places, NVIC.org, and others are trying to stand up and say, look, there's a different narrative here that you don't know about. 
Well, debate the issue till the cows come home. Why can't we have all sides of the issue brought to the table? Why can't we choose, if we're going to be able to choose as women to murder our babies if we want to, by law, funded by taxpayers, then why can't we say we don't want to take a vaccine? It's our body. So are you pro-choice when it comes to vaccines? See, uh, anyway, so the, the debate's not being fairly handled. And the problem is the conservatives aren't standing up enough, partly because, hey, the conservatives don't take these issues seriously. The other part of the problem is that there's not enough media telling you the tale of what's really going on. There's not enough people breaking it down uh, in the media to let you know. For example, did you know that vaccines are made with aborted fetal tissue? Did you know there was a National Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund mandated by Congress that has stolen taxpayer money and paid out to the tune of like $4 billion? I shouldn't pay for vaccine injuries. You also got a vaccine injury court where this money's awarded where you don't see it's not transparent um, how many injuries there are and how bad they are and what an indictment in court uh, looks like against these vaccine manufacturers. And so the problem that I have is this lack of transparency. And then if we bring up the other side of the story, like in the movie Vaxxed and Vaxxed 2, or we bring up some of the realities of these questions about fetal tissue being used for uh, vaccines and or that there's a vaccine injury compensation fund. And if it's if vaccines are so safe and so effective, how have they spent four billion dollars when it goes wrong. Then they want to attack our character. They want to assassinate our credibility. They, want to, they don't want to talk about the reality of this discussion. Right? There's big, 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 big money in the vaccine propaganda machine. And there is nobody willing to really stand up. When I say nobody, I mean literally very few are willing to stand up. A few honest doctors... A few honest people in the media, a few honest attorneys. Well, Alan Phillips used to be an attorney, but he got disbarred because he was trying to help people across the country conscientiously and religiously object to vaccinations. And they literally shut him down. Now, I don't believe it was fair or honest or right, but they literally put Alan Phillips in jail. Well, that's the problem. We're seeing more and more and more and more people go to jail, right? We are seeing more and more and more concerns about this. Well, speaking of going to jail, speaking of aborted fetal tissue, right? There is a horrible reality that I don't know if you've even heard about. This is where the mainstream press, again, not very honest. However, you probably haven't heard about the case until they lost then they'll be glad to tell you all about it, I'm sure. Jury renders verdict against pro-life activists in Planned Parenthood baby parts case. Yeah, that big case we were watching in California, Sandra Merritt, with Planned Parenthood uh, involved and everybody else. We've been highlighting this to you, Matt Staver, Liberty Council, Troy Newman, uh, with Operation Rescue, many people have been briefing us on the details from the courtroom, and we've been reporting them on the air. Well, it turns out now that the judge gave a huge, manipulated, here's what you can rule on, here's what you can't, here's what you can see, here's what you can't, here's what evidence you can you know, um, access, here's what you can't, manipulation to the jury. And so now, sadly, 
the jury renders verdict against the pro-life activists in the Planned Parenthood baby parts case. So Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue, was found liable for $870,000 in damages for his service as a founding board member of the Center for Medical Progress. Okay? This is serious business. Not to mention millions more costs coming for poor Troy. Now, they basically claim that civil counts against Troy included conspiracy, fraud, and violations of the Racketeer Act influenced Corrupt Organizations Act and RICO. So he violated all those, they say. Now, Newman, by the way, that's Troy, our good friend, maintains that his participation in the undercover journalistic project was purely legal and that he engaged in no wrongdoing and he vows to appeal the verdicts. Matt Staver vows to appeal. Everybody vowing to appeal. Now, the judge in the case, believe it or not, this guy's a piece of work. William Oreck, O-O-R-I-C-K, Oreck, Judge William Oreck, he has been linked to Planned Parenthood and repeatedly made rulings on behalf of the organization. For once, he arranged a community center venue, a rental agreement for a community center that he supervised. So this judge is compromised he was asked to remove himself or accuse himself from the case. He said no. Conflict of interest everywhere. Believe it or not, during the case, his wife publicly attacked the defendants. This is a case of witness tampering of the highest order. But it was clear, ladies and gentlemen, during the hearing that Planned Parenthood, well, they did. They did harvest and sell infant body baby parts. What a miscarriage of justice to punish those who documented the disgusting, satanic, evil, criminalistic practices. What a sad tale to tell. Some are saying now this is the end of undercover journalism. Which, ironic timing, believe it or not, given to all the attention to whistleblowers these days, right? The whistleblowers are protected, and the pro-life folks get fines and Planned Parenthood. Well, let's talk about it. What a sad tale to tell. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country, and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems 
at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Jury renders verdict against pro-life activists in Planned Parenthood Baby Parts case. Poor Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue, was found liable for $870,000. And basically, they said he was a criminal, and there's millions more coming in the benefit to Planned Parenthood via this compromised judge. Newman maintains that his participation was completely legal uh, in this uh, undercover journalistic project. But the judge of the case, William Oreck, he was linked to Planned Parenthood in a bunch of favorable rulings. He loves Planned Parenthood. In fact, his wife, during the case, publicly attacked the defendants. That is serious business, but no harm, no foul. The jury got limited information, manipulated by the judge, running into a slam dunk in defense of Planned Parenthood at the expense of these pro-lifers. It was clear during the hearing that Planned Parenthood did indeed harvest and sell baby body parts. Abundantly clear. But it was a miscarriage of justice to punish those who documented these disgusting criminal practices. This is the end of undercover journalism, some are saying, which under ironic timing, believe it or not, now they're crediting and promoting whistleblowers on one hand, but shutting down those who whistleblow on the harvesting and selling of baby body parts, literally delivering babies live to steal their organs and then to murder the child. If this decision stands, ladies and gentlemen, not only will abortionists be able to practice their cannibalistic baby part milling and baby party parts trade with impunity, they'll be able to do it with money from the courts, not to mention our taxpayer dollars. Now, here's what's fascinating about this, ladies and gentlemen. ABC News um, did the same investigation that some of these undercover folks did. Yeah. And so... Why would Sandra Merritt and some of these undercover people uh, be in trouble for doing it? Because they trespassed and they just did. But ABC News did a report on this. Same scenario. Here's ABC News highlighting the same criminal activity by Planned Parenthood. ABC doesn't go to jail. The news reports from ABC. The judge knows it. Wow. Listen to this. Now a story we guarantee most of you have never heard before. 
the subject is. You want to know why they guarantee we've never heard it before? Because the media has blocked these stories out for so long. Highly charged and controversial. Behind the scenes of some promising medical research, big money is being made from the sale of fetal body parts. Chief correspondent Chris Wallace has been investigating this story. Chris? Connie, our hidden camera investigation has found evidence that some businessmen are trafficking in fetuses. One has even put out a price list. And there are claims that some are selling fetuses that women have not even given for research. Here's what can happen when something that is supposed to be used to spur medical breakthroughs is used instead to make money. It's a moment too painful to imagine. After getting radiation treatments for cancer, Cindy Smith, a mother of five, learned she was pregnant with twins. They basically told me that my children were dying inside me, that I was the only thing keeping them living. Cindy decided to end her pregnancy. She says her only comfort came from signing this consent form, giving the fetuses to medical researchers, looking into cures for terrible diseases. What I wanted to do w was make something positive out of a horrible situation. Obviously, what she didn't know is that this man would be making money off her twins. If you have a guy that's desperate for, let's say, a heart, then he'll pay you whatever you ask. His name is Dr. Miles Jones, and he says he can make big bucks selling human fetuses to researchers. Let's say someone needs beef. Beef are real common. They're, they're not hard to, to get. A 2020 hidden camera investigation has found a thriving industry in which aborted fetuses women donate to help medical research are being marketed for hundreds, even thousands of dollars. We showed what we found undercover to Arthur Kaplan, director of the University of Pennsylvania Center for Bioethics. That's trading in body parts. There's no doubt about it. Turning human fetuses into a commodity? Into a product. There's a demand for fetal tissue because doctors believe it may be the key to medical breakthroughs. Cures for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, diabetes, and other illnesses. Some researchers use fetal cells. Others need whole organs or limbs. But no one on either side of the abortion debate wants fetal research to become an incentive for abortions. So laws have been passed to draw a clear line. A woman must decide to have an abortion before she's approached to donate the fetus. Abortions can't be altered to get better specimens. And above all, tissue can't be sold for profit. Despite all that, some businessmen have slipped in and turned human fetuses into dollars. And in court, they proved that Planned Parenthood was part of the businessmen they speak of in this ABC story. But the jury got limited information. They couldn't see most of the video. They couldn't see. They didn't get the real handle on what's going on. So the jury convicts the pro-life folks and backs Planned Parenthood, in my humble opinion, because of a compromised judge with manipulated instructions to the jury. But the ABC report continues. This is purely for profit. Everything was about money. Dean Alberti worked for two companies that acted as middlemen, getting fetuses from abortion clinics and shipping tissue to researchers. Now, who are the abortion clinics be ran by? The answer, Planned Parenthood, ladies and gentlemen, proven in court, proven in an ABC hidden camera report. But yet the criminals funded by your tax dollars walk free. 
the pro-life folks who try to stop this hostile, satanic, evil practice, criminal practice, according to the law, they get fines to which they can probably never recover from. I got the fetus. I'd already have a checklist. Tell me what specific organs they were looking for. The law allows tissue companies to recover their costs. This government agency charges $100 per shipment. But take a look at what one private company is demanding. Opening lines put out this price list. $325 for a spinal cord, $550 for a reproductive organ, $999 for a brain. Alberti says he helped put together the price list. Is there any way to justify these prices? No, there is not. So what does this price represent? That represents greed. Who runs opening lines? Dr. Miles Jones, the Missouri pathologist whose company handled Cindy's fetuses. Last year, Jones not only mailed out the price list, but also this brochure. Fresh fetal tissue harvested and shipped to your specifications where and when you need it. That's correct. Nice to meet you. We wanted to find out for ourselves how these companies do business. So, posing as a prospective investor, a 2020 producer met with Dr. Jones. Now, let me understand. So, ABC is doing exactly what Sandra Merritt and others did. But ABC documented, came to the same conclusions, proving that there's a big body part selling, buying against the law industry and Planned Parenthood is involved in it. Nobody's in trouble except for the whistleblowers. And even the whistleblowers in the mainstream press walk free. The media gets a pass. The body parts traffickers get a pass. But the people who want to call a halt to the con game, fines. Will they go to jail? Wanted to talk over dinner. What does a brain go for? What is, uh... They wanted to talk over dinner. ABC's doing exactly what Sandra Mayer and all those other guys did. Talk over dinner. Same scenario, same videos. Two different, completely different investigations. Uh, kidney or liver go for? Uh, it's market force. It's what can you sell it for. Over lobster bisque and roast duck, Dr. Jones explained the business of selling human fetuses. We had projections of $50,000 a week. Some weeks you can hit that and some weeks you can't. It's just a matter of being able to match supply and demand. Dr. Jones said the average specimen costs him just $50 plus overhead, but that he charges an average of $250. The law only talks about recovering costs, but on a single fetus, Jones said he can make $2,500. That one fetus, the cost of procuring it is the same, whether you get one kidney, or you get two kidneys, a lung, a brain, a heart. It's the same cost that you put into it. But you keep charging. Each research you can start. And each time, that's just money in the bank. Mm-hmm. It's flat out buying and selling. It's flat out profiteering. It's flat out saying, I'm going to charge whatever you're going to pay me. You can't kill the golden goose, but you can certainly keep it well fed. And it will like chip lots of eggs for you. A human fetus as a golden goose. I know you've been studying this business a long time, but does that shock even you? That kind of blatant, I'm going to get the maximum value out of mining a fetus, is, is it's shocking. Just from a human standpoint, that, that's horrific. When we told Cindy Smith about Dr. Jones, she also was upset. I did not donate that thinking 
ever that someone was going to profit. And that just really bothers me because that's not what I intended at all. Alberti says some tissue companies went even further to boost their revenue. He says both companies he worked for, Opening Lines and this firm, Anatomic Gift Foundation, or AGF, pressured him to get as much tissue as possible. And at times even told him to take it from fetuses. Women had not donated for research. Miles told me, if they're not looking, they're not looking. Why don't you grab that pancreas, even though it wasn't consented for? And did you do it? Yes, I did. That's not all. Alberti alleges that abortions were altered to get better tissue. He says this clinic in Overland Park, Kansas, normally did early abortions with a suction machine. But when the fetus was being donated, he says this special syringe was used, which experts say puts women through longer, more uncomfortable abortions. Where did the clinic get the syringes? AGF was supplying these special syringes to the clinics. That's correct. Ross Capps also worked for AGF. He and nurses who worked at the clinic confirm that women donating fetuses were given different abortions. If the woman didn't consent, they wouldn't use the special syringe. No. They only used the special syringe if they knew I wanted the specimen. Again, the law says abortions can't be altered to get tissue. Alberti, who says he was originally pro-choice, was finally so disturbed by what he saw that he contacted Life Dynamics, a Texas pro-life group that paid him $10,000 to be an informant while he continued to work in the tissue business. But Alberti denies making up stories to push a political agenda. Why should people believe you? Why shouldn't we believe that there are just some things that you've said that are part of this movement? I will stand behind my words until I die. I will go in front of Congress if I have to and testify under oath. But Alberti's allegations are only part of the story. Some of the most troubling evidence we found came from our undercover conversation with Dr. Jones. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this gets crazy, doesn't it? Well, that's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, but the good guys go to jail. A common reality of, in modern days, prophets have told us, Hey, good will be called evil, and evil will be called good. The only people literally getting fined and going to jail and, and uh, are the good guys trying to stop this criminal activity. I pray for our country. I pray for those who are fighting for what is right and good and honorable. I pray for those who are standing for transparency. I even pray for those who are doing this evil, that somehow it can be stopped. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare this nation shall endure. Yeah.